0: How's it going, Lance?
1: It's
0: been a week. It's been a week. How's it going, everyone? <laughs> good. I hope everybody's having a good every... I hope everybody's having a great week. Me too. So I got a uh, contact. This girl's asking about Revit. Uh, and she wanted to learn Revit. Found her webpage. She goes, I read the whole webpage. I absolutely love it. This is Revit furniture. So talking to her about all this. And and she... I go, you know, why, why are you... Why are you into Revit? I was just, you know, quite, we were just having a conversation. Is this a phone call? This is a phone call. I, I don't think I put it like that. But she said, I did a remodel on, on my house and it almost killed me because just think about a remodel. Everything you mean that's physically going. killed her?
1: Or just mentally. Everything. Oh, I I believe it. I, I gutted a house. I, my first house that I bought, I gutted it and yeah. it, it almost killed me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and she has a non profit and she works oh, with wow. uh People that have uh, issues, mobility issues, and they need sure. to redo the houses. She's like, I cannot understand how people are doing this without Revit. Because, because CAD, you know, CAD, things are fake. If you model everything in real 3D, you can eliminate some of these problems ahead of time. <coughs> so, oh, okay, great, great. It turned out she's a student. Give her the student discount all that. It'll just how did you hear about us? Because you're in New York. She said, oh, well, I did a search because I have work, and we need architects to draw this. So she's in Rochester, New York, and she said there's 30 architects that she contacted. Guess how many people use Revit that she said? Two. You are absolutely correct. Did I tell you this? No. <laughs> she said two. So she goes two
1: I'm, out of uh, 30
0: in Rochester, New York, correct? Yep. Okay. And that's that's a big town. But why did she contact them? I'm, I'm sorry. Catch me up here. So um, she has clients uh-huh. that need to redo houses. So she's oh, helping I'm sorry. them. So she's not an architect. No, but she's an interior designer. Fair enough. At, at school. <laughs> and she goes, oh, Chuck Smith. I go, well, that sounds so familiar. And I see that he was in an email earlier this week so chuck smith bought our revit lift package so good for him getting work two two out of 30 in rochester new york holy cow i can't i still can't believe that i still can't believe that and what was so awesome about him is he sent us a letter a, a handwritten and then like a typed one um it, the this is a this is for the lift blah, blah blah and he's saying how excited his firm is to get in, into revit because it's like a new adventure you're learning something new it is exciting and I thought, one, it, it just shocked me that that little amount of firms were in it. And then, two, the personal touch that it's newdesignworks.com that he did doing business. I'm sure that he's great. I'm sure he's great at business because if he does this, he bought something from us. We're not even his you know, clients. He paid us. What, what, a, what a good lesson. What a good lesson. So and to give to let everybody know, because there's a lot
1: of, we're not video, we're, it's a pure terrestrial listening. <clears throat> what Alex is describing is we got this this letter and it looks like uh, kind of like an, an announcement for the new new year. But then on top of the letter um, with Chuck also has a, a photo of himself, you know, standing next to this really cool door and entryway. Then he wrote, he wrote a handwritten note. Hello to F9. Uh, so yeah, a, a little bit goes a long way. That was awesome I it was a it was a really nice surprise. It put a smile on my face when I opened up that letter for sure. yeah yeah I actually thought it was that for some reason and forgive me here. I thought that was from the Revit kid because we're an affiliate there. yeah.
0: and when I first opened that, I thought it was No, no I thought it was from a, another guy's mailing us checks because he doesn't want to pay on PayPal. so I just thought oh, it fair was enough. I just thought it was from him yeah. but nope, it's Chuck so
1: awesome. get into Revit. Please, 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 for the love of your own firm, <laughs> yeah, your own telling people. you, you know, I was listening. To <laughs> we give Mark a shout out every every single time because we love him so much. But I was listening to Mark's podcast this morning, and one of the things they were talking about was uh, it was the latest episode. And one of the things they were talking about was in our industry, architects specifically. There's always been this problem with low pay, crazy amount of hours, and I can't reiterate over and over again enough to everybody who's listening is. We think the reason for that is lack of efficiency with whatever software program you're using. Yes. Setting up your template, lifting yourself up. Listen to
0: the last podcast about our common files, common folders, all that other stuff. Exactly. What What's actually in there? You can still do rock star stuff. I am convinced if,
1: if you just set yourself up for success and you don't have to kill yourself or your employees. Our employees, I can't emphasize this enough, they do not. We do not. Require them to work more than 40 hours a week. Alex and I do, but we are the owners. We have to put in that extra effort. We have to because we have marketing on top of other stuff, et cetera, et cetera. I don't think we need to keep doing this in the industry we're in. There's a there's a solution.
0: And then I, I want to add on top of yours. We uh, also lack, pay them well. <laughs> lack of um, efficiency, lack of focus, meaning... Y- they're just focused on twiddling thumbs sometimes and, and going in circles. But the other thing, and we've touched on this a lot, lack of responsibility. And be, oh, what do you mean? What do you mean? We, do? we have responsibility for the drawings, all that. The, I still think that we p- put things off. We, we don't construct with our hands. And I'm not saying you have to construct the project, but we don't take that responsibility as much, and we aren't the authority. As much as if you think about, because I've been in meetings and it might be just because I'm young, um, either the engineer is the final word or the contractor is the final word. And then sometime I am too, and this is especially this big project I w- went over where week after week, the contractor said what I said last week and they listened to him. And then now, okay, are you going to listen to me finally? Because... He just says everything I say just a week later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At some point, you have to be proven correct. Yeah, in certain instances, for sure. I know. But but that's that's just to give a hint of the overall industry. Yeah, we're better than this. Architects, designers, business
1: owners. Yep. Um, so cool. <clears throat> so I've been reading the book, a, another book that you recommended Al. building a Stro- building a story brand by Donald Donald Miller. Awesome book. I'm uh, three chapters deep. I plan to hopefully finish it this weekend. Because I need to stay on track with my book a week thing, so I have a I have a I have a couple quotes to read to you. I just wanted to see what how you would react. <clears throat> and actually, there are more questions, Al. Okay. Okay. So right away, right off the bat, like chapter the fir- very first page, one of the one of the questions that stuck out to me was, how many? Okay, then I gotta the graphic artists and designers we're hiring to build our websites and brochures have degrees in design and know everything about Photoshop but how many of them have read a single book about writing a good sales copy? And that applies, why I say that, why, I say, why I'm asking you this question is <clears throat> that applies to us. <laughs> we know Photoshop. We know Weebly. We know InDesign. We know all of these softwares. So, you know, you and I have, we, we have full control of our website and our marketing. But but have we read a copy sales copy book? kind of until now until now and made the stick
0: made the stick I, I would give us a little bit of a credit there but but i think your point is still valid and what's also valid about your point is that when i was working in montana i was working i was just doing lawn work working for this guy that owned this electrical company and he goes as the bo- uh, boss your job is to get them work not to do work so me and you i'm looking you right in the eyes yep and then everyone that's listening, I'm looking you right in the eyes. If your job as the boss is to get work, how many marketing books have you read? Honestly, how many sales books have you read? And it's not that you probably aren't doing a good job because I think everything boils down to fundamentals: right contact, put them first. You know, and if people, the, and if you have a good <laughs> referral network,
1: who are we to say? But, but it's still, still uh, there's always room for improvement. Yeah, yeah. So, so we're taking a look at that. So, what it kind of what it leads me into is, you want to know what, what? first
0: a uh, small firms. I bet you the the big firms have. I bet you oh, the, I bet they go on
1: retreats. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Kay. So it well honestly, it kind of jumps Where well, I'm jumping ahead now a little bit here. What it leads me to is I thought okay, we we've read made the stick. Now uh, Alex is I want right. to reread that by the way. You should. Uh now uh, we're both reading building a story brand and trying to think about how we how we are become more effective marketers and and then obtain the work because we need to keep our you know everybody fed but it got it brought me back to what I think I talked about I can't remember what episode it was last season but at some point shouldn't we simplify our contract hmm. um, so <laughs> so I wanted to spitball with Alex today um, while, while we we're podcasting about how we do that so we have <clears throat> I, I I think it's like you're Average average uh, proposal that that the architect or the designer or any kind of professional. No, is. it's not. It's I not? know it's not. Okay, I'll I'll it different.
0: I'll tell you the difference. Um, ours, we break it down into phases and then list the points as like bullet points of deliverables and things like that. A lot of contract that that I've seen of other architects will break it down in phases, but they'll do a paragraph of what they're doing and a description and a description. So like a, a schematic dis- design. In- Here's the description. Yep. I want to make up some
1: accent or whatever, but <laughs> so there you go. So what we tried to do was we tried to condense the information out of a paragraph form and put it into bulletproof bullet form thinking this would simplify it. But in my world, after give, you know, doing these proposals over and over again with people, I'm not sure it's clear because a picture is worth a thousand words. So why, how do we, how do we,
0: Pictify it. How do we how do we make it into how do we make it into photos? The the only thing that I've not the only thing, but one thing I've found a problem with our contract is when you're billing, right? A lot of times our bills specifically match you know our outline because we have literally we have a weekly outline, and in those outlines it will say deliver this, have this meeting, and sometimes it's more fluid, right? Okay, so we didn't meet the second time and do a second proposal, but that first time we actually did double as much. But you can't... Do you ever have that a problem aligning up the bills with... Right with, now with the
1: client that... It, a, a client that um, paid us all up front. That's the issue I'm running into. <clears throat> yeah. it's two different buildings. I talked about this before. There's, uh, there's two different buildings, but one building was sort of... They already had kind of had designed. It actually worked out. They did a great job. The other building, um, they wanted us to basically be the architects and... <clears throat> the first building kind of went right into like the middle of the whole contract. Yeah. And so for me to try to find now to try to follow along to our con, like I went about this the whole wrong It's a good, it's a good
0: learning lesson, but it's not working out. Can, can I play devil's advocate for you? Well, one, I want to agree with you because in this one phase we did electrical uh, pass, but that's actually not for a couple of weeks. So then what do I take out that line item, build it for that? It's crazy. But To play devil's advocate, what I like about this is in that book, it talks about clarity and these bullet points. It's if you give these paragraphs, hey, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. That's fine. They might get it. But when they see ours in comparison, because we go against other architects, do they ever think like, oh, this is they'll do this. Then they'll do this. Then they'll do this. I don't. (laughs) Then they'll do this. You know,
1: (laughs) I don't know. It's up. It's up in the air. Uh. Yeah, devil's advocate. Devil's advocate in the way that you think. Oh no, we are we are simplifying it. I look here here here's what I'm saying is I just think it needs Okay, we can do it two different ways. Do we layer on top? And here's my first idea. My first idea is <clears throat> So So we have a let me count these pages real quick. One two, it's like four, or five, three, four So we so I'm holding a contract right now. It's got five pages on it. The first page gives a description, who we are, whatever. And then, then it goes into all the phases that Alex schematic talked about: schematic design, right? design development. Yep. And a, and then and then we and then we go into and we say, hey, here's here's the drawing sheet set that you'll get basically, and we kind of list out this is what you can expect. And then we usually give them like an example. You know, when I send over a PDF of the proposal, then we give them an example set that they can look at, so they have a, they can understand the final deliverable. Uh, they need something tangential, right? <clears throat> and then the last part is the last two pages are just boilerplate legal legality and crap. Here's, here's what I'm saying is I'm saying there's two different ways. I think either, either we take the bullet points and turn them into, we condense this down to like two pages and we try to make it so that there are, uh, graphics in place of the bullet points somehow, or like it's a combination or we still continue with the way we're doing it. Basically, <clears throat> and right after we have our cover sheet, which is usually uh, like a photo of uh, the firm, and then it says, you know, all the awards we've won or whatever, and then maybe some example projects. Or, or sorry, right after that cover sheet, do we put, okay, here's
0: how to read this contract? Just a how to. That? Sometimes I go over that in the meeting. You'll have schematic design this is what we'll do you'll have this you know right but, but here's the problem <clears throat> when you do that on the fly yep this
1: is i'm having i'm trying i'm having trouble this week reeling a client in because i went over those stuff verbally with the person yep and they did not retain any of the information i
0: gave them well, that's that, what i'm saying no okay okay so were you going that direction? i was going that okay. same direction <laughs> because because <laughs> teaching we just went over teaching and all yeah. that like oh you got to say the same things multiple times oh. and we, we we know that that is true so what if I still want to think about how we do these bullet points and maybe how we let flexibility in the bill billing? I mm-hmm. think that's a separate issue. But Lance, what if we did this? Hey, you send them the email and it's here's a PDF with the contract. Here's and normally it has the cover page, the contract, and then example projects, right? That's one PDF. Then the second PDF is maybe an example CD set. And then say in the email, also here is a video right? Now you, you want to think visual and clarity. Here is a video of the process and it's just me and you explaining. Maybe maybe it, we bring in uh, Mari and we have a contract and say schematic design and then we have a schematic design s- set right here and say this is what you can expect. Oh my god. Did I blow your mind hopefully? Absolutely. Here, here's DD and then just even if you went over it again just hey here's an- another four minute video. Here you go. That's interesting.
1: Yeah. I like that the best. I oh. like that better. Than, we should just do that. <laughs> <I> like, <laughs> good. I'm glad we had inside the firm today. <laughs> Seriously. No, <clears throat> because I think it's a struggle. And I think it's something we need to address. But there you go. That would be interesting. I mean, we could just throw that on the website too, couldn't we? I, I, like we,
0: we, we could, but we already have four or five videos. Yeah. The, what's nice about this is that it's very pertinent to like that I hope, I hope Maddie's listening and then she contacts us as a result. I hope so too. Just call <laughs> us because we'll probably forget. <laughs> <laughs> or just start, come over and set up your cameras. Yeah, um,
1: No, that's a great idea. That would be great. Yeah. And somehow it pans to, you know, while we're talking, somehow it pans to, okay, yeah, here's a schematic set you see, do you see what you're getting? And then here's the iteration and go that. That's why I've been trying to, like the last two quarters of last year. I tried to save those progress sets from clients where I'd have those first meetings. And then what was great about it is I actually got to, and so they were like floor plans that were in schematic design, presented them to the client. Then the client went home. They actually sketched over them and stuff like that, which was great. So it was really collaborative. And then for the next set of clients, then I got to bring in both sets and show them like, hey, here's where we're at. Nice. Know, here's how here's how it works out and it, it helped for one of them yeah the other one not so much
0: okay so i think that's great to a, a visual whatever do you have any solution for flexibility and billing i i still like the bullet points um i don't know stop doing stuff before you're not supposed to do stuff yeah but what i mean honestly some of my projects are in years too they're a year long and you get it doesn't follow, you know, pl- okay, planning okay, okay. works until you get punched in the face. Fair enough. N- right. That's fair. And then you got to pivot. Yeah. So my feedback
1: on my side is here, here's, where, here's, where, here's where I think maybe the difference is. Like you've mentioned before, I'm doing most of the cust- most of the bigger custom houses and most of the like pop tops and remodels and stuff. You're doing townhomes, huge, huge projects on your side, right? For me, it's been working. I've been able to stick to the schedule without with the exception of that one project that we have right now
0: Hmm.
1: maybe honestly we have to have another different a different kind of contract for you for you for these other projects i don't know that's my for me it's been working it's just the one exception you asked me to point out which one that's the one yeah okay that's fine because Honestly, well, I, I think explain I, to me though. Okay, how about this? So, what are you doing that? Like, what is what is your example again? One more time of how it didn't work out. You jumped well, hit
0: electrical or something first. He, here, here's one example. Um, we're doing a huge project, right? And it, it's a year long. So, in in <coughs> one of the phases, let's say design development, it says week fourteen to week fifteen, and then it says so the, you know, or it says week twenty to twenty two. And it has two meetings with the MEP and, like, one meeting with the LA, stuff like that. Who knows? 14 weeks. Like, how are you planning oh, 14 weeks down the here, road, here, 22 weeks where, down the road? Here's row.
1: where I agree with you. Somehow, so, to give everybody a, just a visual again is, I'll read this to you. So, it says schematic design phase, week one. And then, you know, schematic design phase two is, like, week one-two. That's what Alex is talking about, in specifics to our contract. I want to somehow get rid of that too. I don't know. You know what I mean? It's it's started to bite me in the butt because people are like, "Look, what's it, what, what, you said week four,
0: and it's week and six. And it's week six, <laughs>
1: even though even though we have this nice little disclaimer that says, "The weekly timeline listed below is for organizational purposes only, as That's production it. time will fl- most likely fluctuate." Never fails. Never fails. We got to get at least one you know, client a quarter. So, yeah. I mean, that's our own fault. We're saying
0: what's reality. Here's another one, too. We're, we're doing an addition. And um, d- design development is taking longer than expected, but I think CDs will be easier. It's hard for me to grab out of the CD pot and bring that in. But that would be true in, a, in any sort of scenario, too. So, I, I don't mind it. What I really like, too, about it, though, is that it keeps us accountable Inside, Because I can say to the guys, like, here's our task. This is where we need to be at. This is it breaking down. It really breaks things down. And I think the problem with, with architects with inefficiency, let's talk about inefficiency because you brought it up. When you chunk things into these large groups, we have four things and we break it down into 10%, 20%, 15%, and 40%. I don't think that you have that nuanced uh, perspective that maybe this gives you. You know what I mean? I and that makes saying. us acutely aware Of what's going on, because if we bill out in every two weeks, you're thinking about what are the next two weeks? What's going on? Well, and how about this? (coughs) According to the, here's one way. Here's what we are literally
1: having to do on this particular. This is the contract I'm describing right now. We we actually just signed it. I think it's the second or third project we signed so far this in 2018. The client requested (coughs) that at the last phase, where it says permit documentation phase, he's is week four. He goes. Can you please put to be completed by two sixteen eighteen, 16 18 And Mark boom, and I are going, okay, we are staying to a strict schedule. So rather than pivoting away, maybe we just, we're going to stick to it as best as possible. Maybe Maybe what it is is somehow, can we put a disclaimer where we say like, we can modify the contract? You know, we addendum it and we adjust it or... Or, or, or we point to another, um, uh, like an Excel spreadsheet or something that says, hey, here's where we're supposed to be. Obviously, you know, Jim got sick. He couldn't make the meeting, so now we push back a week. <clears throat> but it at least ties, so that you don't have to modify the contract, but it at least
0: ties to a modifiable timeline. Living document, yeah. yeah. Or I would almost be happy that... Um, If there was a statement, in the process of design, um, sometimes the items fluctuate. Uh, The billing will um, generally match this, but certain items can be pushed around. Something like that. Address it some way. Yeah, something like that. Speaking of that, you're stealing too many of of, uh, my staff, and I need another person. (laughs) And we just hired another person. I need Mark full-time. I need... Jason full time, and I need Ross full time. Oh, but I but I, I got Josh Ross, and you just <laughs> <laughs> took Mark half. <laughs> I know it'll work out. All I'm saying it's, it's a good problem to have, but it's a
1: good problem to have. Yeah, but it is a scary problem to have too. Yeah, at the same time, gotta get out there, brand yourself, do your thing.
0: Yeah, <sighs> cool stuff. Did you want to go through? More outlines? Or you just want to read my underlines that you just love? So Alex under, uh, he, Alex read this book first, and everything is underlined. He's already reading it
1: for me. It's stupid. <laughs> 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 yes, I've got another question for you. Uh, let's see, page
0: 24. Let me get there. This is StoryBrand, and while Lance is doing that, please, everyone, go pick it up. Honestly, Lance, you should put StoryBrand on, on your podcast list. The guest that he's getting, normally I start over, I start at one. Yeah. Oh,
1: I see what you mean. Sorry, sorry. I yep. should I should be listening to his podcast. Yeah. Yep. sure.
0: I, I listened to the first you know five or six, and then I just went in you know order from the most recent and going back. It's absolutely amazing. Everyone. Okay, <coughs> back to Lance to the book.
1: So one of the cool points he brings up, this is kind of a um, beginning of a paragraph. Does your marketing pass? Does your marketing pass the grunt test? So what that is is. You're asking three questions: um, What do you offer? How Architecture. Will, yep, exactly. You can answer these. How will it make my life better? Why do I need to buy it? So, as an architect, <clears throat> how do you answer? How do you how do you how do you show through your website or however your marketing how you answer the, that question? How do you how you're answering those questions? The tricky thing is is that I don't know what are you, you're showing people beautiful spaces that you've already created. And then that's how they go, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm living in a crap hole right now. And now I now I'm going to be not living in a crap hole because you yeah. haven't hire these guys, you are gonna make it better. So have you answered these questions? No, I'm asking you. I'm literally asking. And yeah. this is this is this is kind of what I'm thinking about. I haven't looked at the website, I swear that you were updating it last week or something. Yeah. yeah,
0: you'll yeah. But what's great, I need to go back through this book because there, there's so much to it. What do you offer architecture? How do you make my life uh Better is because we can create the idea that's in your head. Uh, why do I? Why do I need to buy it? Why do I need to buy it? And, and, and that goes. I don't know if there's simple answers to that. You know, you need to use some architect, and why you want to use us. It, it's it's boiling that down, and, and and that's that's the hard issue is boiling down like your unique selling proposal. And then here's the even harder issue: <clears throat> How do you convince
1: people of this? This is a, this is like a super interesting question I had. We must show the people the cost of not doing business with this. How do we do that? You know, what do you like? And I, I swear I brought this up two days ago or something in the office. Everybody is. How do we convey to people? If they don't go with us, they are making a mistake. And here's why. Without well, gaslighting, without putting other people down.
0: Yeah. So I think for next podcast, you should, you'll should you finish the book this weekend highlight that page. What page are you on? Just so people know.
1: 24, with this question? Yeah.
0: 24? 24. 24. Yeah. Then look at F9 productions, contact us page. After you've read the book and look at that and say, does it answer that? How do we answer it better? Get your Lance head into it. Yeah. And then let's review it. Yeah. So if any, if anything,
1: again, read the book just because it helped. It made, I think it's going to, as you as a sole practitioner or, or owner, uh, owner of a business, it's going to make you self reflect a little bit. And really examine, am I doing these things? Because yep. who else is going to do it besides yourself? You got to have some kind of mirror here.
0: Yep. And I think everyone is the owner of their own business, even if you work for someone. So you are always marketing yourself too. So how the same questions apply to you. You don't have to be a, a business owner.
1: Sweet. What are we talking about in Frisco? Wait, what?
0: Designing what you don't want. Oh yeah, no, that's later. First, are you, are you done with the book? I'm done with the book for now. Okay, so I asked you... Book list. Do you have your book list? Do you have your next book? Uh, the Art of War. The War of Art. What are oh, they called? Okay. Yep. The War of Art. We're gonna supplement that one. Okay. Okay. For something else. For something else. Oh come on.
1: Yes. I get but, to choose at some point. Yeah. After this one. After this <laughs> next one.
0: And you have to buy your own books because you won't take my red lines. Yeah, because you're stupid. But I bet you everyone. Line. Everyone in their head is going. I know what Alex is gonna say. Lance, you have to read this. Uh, yes. Uh, yes. Why you have I? to. Is it an easy read? Absolutely absolutely look how big the font is it's extreme ownership by jocko the i'm gonna of,
1: yeah but i have to like you just said i gotta get my own stupid copy yep.
0: because you're stupid prime underline. it'll be here in two, it'll be here monday when you're done with that okay um just because i mean come on everyone in the firm okay you know. what it is is
1: extreme ownership how u.s navy seals lead and win jocko willick and and leaf babin leaf leaf is that what is that was it who, who's who's life was that his partner
0: Yep, that was his Bravo team leader. Oh. And um, uh, who's it? Chris Kyle was Leif's main sniper. Oh, seriously? Yep. All right, I'll read it. Awesome. Um, so one thing I, would, I, I just wanted to talk about was uh, design. So have you ever had design? I bet you everyone has. Where, say, say that you went fast. What? Have you ever had a design where you put something together? You know, the the client gives you their input. And you make something, and everything works out. The floor plan works out. Top shelf. Yeah, you know, everything works out. Mm-hmm. And top shelf is still this, uh, s- still going extremely smoothly. But then they throw something at you that oh. doesn't fit. Yes. We just had that happen. I
1: want. <laughs> so, is, is okay. But is what they're throwing at you, objectively speaking, out of left field? You know, where it's just like,
0: why didn't you bring this up right away? Is it that? Nope. It was within the conversation, but we just thought it was, they wanted a sky deck. We gave them a deck on the second level, not on top of the roof because it didn't work. You know, the way the pieces come together didn't work. So we didn't put it in the first pass. And they said, Hey, can you make this work? And we couldn't think of anything. Right. And I was talking to one of our guys, Mark. I go, okay, let's just put it over the the first deck. It's like how that doesn't work. Right. Did it looked at it. Then, Hey, let's move it under the roof and kind of just just kind of hide it and he was modeling that and I was like oh that doesn't kind of work I go, oh can we put it over the bathroom and I didn't know necessarily because I'm not modeling this where where this is working and then he put it over the bathroom and he made this little carve out on the roof and it and it works perfectly and then we can access it from the from the backside which actually works better and what I'm getting at is that none of us wanted to do this we didn't (laughs) think it was going to work out don't you hate change everybody hates change yeah But then the incremental, like I knew that the first idea wasn't going to work, but it was what they wanted. And then also, once you make that move, what I would, my unsolicited advice is that, okay, you know, that's not going to work, but you need to start drawing it to give your brain some context and say, okay, it doesn't work there. What else could we do? Okay, let's move it here. Let's move it here. And it finally worked out. It's going to be great. It's going to work out. It's going to be amazing. And I, I was just so happy. And I can just see people. Having the same experience where they don't want to do something and maybe they put it off to the, to the last second, I would say attack it head on right away and know that your first try maybe not going to be the one that works because that's what's telling you why not to do it. But if you keep moving pieces around like design and using your skills, it'll turn. You know, hopefully it will turn out. And we had a, we had a win this week, so that was good. Oh, that's awesome. Good, you changed
1: even though you didn't want to. I, I mean, know. it's tough, really, honestly, mm-hmm. especially when you. Especially when you the, in the context that you described it, where you go, it was a layup, and then they threw like this curveball at us, like, "Oh no, you get yeah. client, I wish you understood
0: how big of a layup it was." And, and also, don't you you know from that, don't you see that where it's logical to put it is not going to work? Like that's what's going on in our heads. Like, ah, I know you want it, and this is a logical place. Can, can you can't, just can with, you just not want it? Can you just <laughs> trust
1: me that we didn't put it in there for a reason? Yeah, I've had that. I've I've had it in that way where I go. Can you just not want this? Yes. Can we just somehow not want this and and and, and that's not, that's you fighting your ego, fighting fighting logic in your brain. Be, literally the reptile is taking over. Yep. And you need to listen to, you know, the opposite of the ego, whatever the heck that is. I can't remember what the term is. And just accept okay, Did? this yeah, I think so. This is the client. This is my client. I need to I need to execute their, their vision, what they I, want.
0: One thing I heard about Frank Gary was that he was extremely egotistical because if a client ever said something that they wanted that was different, he would immediately throw out his old ideas and start on the new ones. And I thought the comment was weird. Like, how is that egotistical? And they said it's egotistical because he knew that no matter what, he could make it badass. You know, like the client throws something at you that you didn't want to do or was different. I don't care. I'm the best architect in the world. Boom. Come up with a new idea. How do you like that? And it, I don't know if that's the right way to phrase it or look at it, but uh, but I was like, ah. So that's what I take it as. Okay, something you don't want to do. Something that's, you know, is going to be ugly. Well, are you a good architect or not? Make it work.
1: Yeah, step up. Step up. Step seven. up.
0: Cool. Where are we at? Josh Reads? Oh, okay. so, and then I want to preview people. We have a new segment coming up, and I think we previewed it last time. It's not Al's 100% code questions nailing everyone. I think the last two... You actually <laughs> did pretty well. I <laughs> did pretty It's well. amazing how much better you got after you got licensed. <laughs> Look at that. Which segues into <laughs> what, what what we're going to be doing. So a couple of our guys, at least three guys, are uh, g- going to be studying for the ARE. So we're doing ARE Jeopardy.
1: And this is yeah. in place. We are, we are entirely replacing Best and Worst Advice. Uh, and honestly, it just got too hard to, to get uh, guests every single week. Um, so... That's what we'll do. It should be fun. And you will, with this, with the new ARE uh, Jeopardy, what's going to be awesome is you're going to start to uh, get to meet meet a few of our guys and come further inside the firm. So with that, we're we're Josh with Josh Reads. Josh Reads. Nick Nick is not joining us today. Um, We hope to have him back next week. So for now, Josh will step in.
2: Chapter 32, Master One, Then Many. Mastery Matters. I'm a strong advocate of having a broad range of interests and skills that you can acquire through curiosity and the exploration of unknown territory. I'm equally a champion of mastery. To build a successful professional services firm, you must identify your niche, then master it. Put in the time and effort it takes to become exceptional at a niche that generates value for clients. Mastery matters because that is what drives clients to hire you and your organization. Many skills. To move beyond being a one-skill leader or organization, you must build a team that embraces the mastery of many skills, and a willingness to explore many others. I've found it advantageous to hire talented people who are more like a decathlete than a single-sport virtuoso, because the former can adapt and change more effectively. The Benefits Flexibility is the principal reason to hire that decathlete. The rate of change is increasing every day. What you master today could be obsolete tomorrow. By having a willingness to learn other skills, your team has a much higher possibility of adapting to new market conditions.
1: What I love about Josh reading that in particular today is that Josh has three hats. Uh, So
0: Josh has multiple uh, skills. (coughs) But we bought him physical hats. Not just method physical hats, physical hats that he will switch when he's doing different tasks, and he does, and it's and, the best. And he'll give out to people too. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so the three hats are: uh, Josh does uh, BIM management, so he creates a, a lot of uh, content with Revit, and then he also he's also directing a new employee, which is which is fantastic. And then he's uh, he's also a very skilled carpenter and, and craftsman, and we do build stuff, so he has got that hat. And then he's got designer, so he does step into a design role too. And starts doing, art, you know, traditional architecture stuff. Um, the second part, so I, I love that, and I think that's a reflection of okay. There's an example of that's that is, that is us hiring somebody with multiple skills, right? Yep. And then <clears throat> there's a couple employees though that we brought in that don't have those that construction experience, but we have tried our best to give them that construction experience by this summer or not this summer, but this last fall. We put on a uh, like a, an exhibit downtown. We all got out. We all got got out in the field, except for me because I was sick, <laughs> and built the pavilions uh, so people people understand, you know how to use a saw, what, what it means to be a tradesman. Um, the tiny houses, both, all three of them that we built, stuff like that. Um, and then the second part about that segment was, here's I have a question for you, and we we haven't asked this for a while, so we're supposed to never stop learning, right? One of the things we hated in school was, good lord, when are we done learning all these software programs? Mm. You know, first we started with SketchUp, and then we went to, uh, for me, I went to FormZ, and then AutoCAD, and then, and then Rhino, Revit. Rhino,
0: yeah, and then you 3DS went 3ds Max. Did you
1: mention oh my that? gosh, no, 3ds Max, right? And at a certain point in the firm, Alex and I go, we're done with that. We're just gonna go right into Revit and try to do as much things, as many things as we can do in Revit, including really good photorealistic renderings and then we still layer photoshop on top but what i'm getting to is if we're never if if we still are as we still can't stop learning we still have to keep learning and growing as professionals we still all because because one of the lines was that skill might become obsolete right i've asked this before will revit become obsolete like what is the new revit there was autocad First, there's hand drafting, then there's AutoCAD, then there's Revit. Got to be some evolution coming.
0: Yeah, so I think it could happen in two ways. One, just someone else makes a, another Revit version that's just better, right? doesn't come from AutoCAD. AutoCAD will buy them out eventually. Be out on the lookout for that. I, I, I don't see it yet, right? Um, the other thing is, okay, what if building changes in some way? And that could be 3D printing, okay, what program is used to design 3D printers? That uh, to not 3D printers, but the three 3D, 3D builders, construction, right? So be on the lookout for that. Um, it's gonna happen. I I know
1: it's gonna happen. It, the technology is going to enable the
0: architects to become the builders again. I am convinced of this. Yeah. What What I found interesting about this because I didn't even skip from one part of the book to another part of the book was the dichotomy of it, right? Be a master, but then also be a decathlete. And what what I got from that is, okay, a decathlete isn't the best pole vaulter, isn't the best um, shot putter, isn't the best runner. They're probably like the, the 50th best. Like if you had them against the specialists, they're the 50th best. But they're better than everyone else on the planet. Literally every seven other billion people, right? So... When you're thinking about developing skills, let's say you're going to Revit, uh, uh, master Revit, okay? Master Revit, carve out time, do that. Then it, then get up to the top, you know, 10%, top, you know, 20%. Then you could add on another skill. And maybe it's not another program because for us, when we started the firm, it wasn't about another program. It was about the skills of communication, of building a business, of uh mentoring guys doing all that other stuff because you got to do your you have to weigh your opportunity costs because if we would have started out our firm and said okay we mastered revit now we're going to master maya now we're going to master something else it it doesn't make any sense doesn't make any sense Mm -hmm. right um so i thought there was an interesting little dichotomy there but you just got to parse through
1: that um as much of a challenge as it is to learn this new stuff how about how about this let's take the podcast for instance right yeah we had to figure out what equipment to get then i had to figure out uh, what software to use to, to splice everything up then after doing 43 episodes we get a tweet that says your audio sucks fix it
0: learn another thing yeah
1: so <laughs> I'm, I'm what
0: and I, we've went through three things of no two things of equipment that two, first mic two
1: rounds. yeah exactly yeah multiple rounds of multiple iterations so just get content with the fact that the only uh, thing that's constant is change, right? That's a, like a everybody's heard that over and over again. But
0: Just that sky roof deck. <laughs> 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 Don't want to do it? Got to learn gotta it. Got to do it. Got to
1: gotta do, do, it, it. do it. Yeah. So there you go. Cool. Is it time for the yeah. ne- for the actual segment or you have something else to
0: add? No, I was just going to add that was obviously from Arts Principles. Yeah. Um, another, another great book. If you haven't picked it up, Arts Principles. Art, Art Gensler, uh, Arthur Gensler um, of the infamous Gensler. So now we're going to bring in the guys and we're going to go to our newest segment, A.R.E. Jeopardy. All right. Welcome to A.R.E. Jeopardy. We have three guys here. We got Gresh, uh, Peddler, and Bus here working at the firm. And it's A.R.E. Jeopardy. So we're going to ask a question and then there's going to be A, B, C, or D. And they're going to just write on their little note cards, um, is that a dog? That's a dog. Uh, they're going to write the answers. Uh, it's not, they don't have to say it in the form of a question or anything like that. So essentially, what, Lance is moving stuff around. Whoever gets the most right wins for the day, and they are the king of Jeopardy and the king of the office for the rest of the day. They get <laughs> whatever responsibilities that have. So play along with us. Uh, we hope you enjoy. If, if you have any questions about the questions... You can you can ask us, and what Alex is describing is ARE is
1: Architectural Registration Exam. So it's what you have to do to get licensed. We know we have some uh,
0: listeners that are not architects on this podcast. Okay, here we are with the first question. Type five A construction stands for blank. A, protect, protected cons, uh, con, combustible. B, unprotected wood frame. C. Protected non-combustible Or D Protected wood frame A, B, C, or D They are thinking Mark's looking at other people's cards <laughs> Alright, we should have like When you're done flip, flip the card upside down We got two in The third in Okay, let's start on the left hand side What do you say? We have B B hey. A All wrong It is D It is D No <laughs> So type 5A, 5, A, five is, is wood construction, 5A is protected wood construction, 5B is unprotected wood
1: wood frame. And that applies for uh, any, you'll see this, there's, so there's type 1, type 2, type 3, type 4, and then type 5, construction, okay? But 1, 2, 3, and 5 only have the ability to be A or B. A is always protected. B is always unprotected.
0: Never forget that. This is a thing you will have to review always. And and by protected, we mean so B means you don't have to have any hour ratings, right? For for your walls. But what that means is that essentially your building can only be so big and so tall. So if you want a bigger building, you protect it, which means you have to have a 1-hour rating on everything. Now you can build, a, you know, another story up and you can build more. Okay? So that's what it's what it's doing. Second question is is here from Lance.
1: That's you, Lance. That's me. That's my name. (laughs) (laughs) I had to get up. We're sharing mics. Okay. Question two. If a building has brick or block walls, but a wooden roof or floor assembly, then what construction type shall it be classified as? A, type 3A, B, type 3B, C, type 5A, D, type V B type, sorry, sorry, type 5B. Yep, I always get that like, confused. So it's 3A or 3B.
0: So A is type 3A. A is protected, B is unprotected. B is type 3B, unprotected. C is 5A, protected. D is 5B, unprotected.
1: Yep, and I'll repeat the question. If a building has brick or block walls, but a wooden roof or floor assembly, then what construction type shall it be classified as? The other thing I'd like to add is how hilarious is it that we made this literally like an ARE question where it's so confusing because your mind is doing mental gymnastics of A,
0: type 3A, B. <laughs> <laughs> and you no know one, I wanted to interject. This is going to be a pure guess. If they didn't get the first one, they are not getting this. <laughs> okay, are we all ready? okay starting at the end we have a a b. and b lance this was your question b is correct yes <laughs>
1: Type three b and this is critical guys <clears throat> this is a really good i think this is a good learning point so uh there's if you if you're in denver or anywhere like even like the building that's right across the way is a it's an older building that's right across from our office it's a masonry and a concrete building but chances are, if it's an old, like just just post World War II building, like downtown, chances are, if you get up in the rafters, and you know, look, they're probably wood rafters.
0: That makes it a Type Three B building. And and how I think about it for Type Three, the outside's not going to burn. It's going to be masonry or brick, but the floors are going to burn, and everyone's going to fall through, right? Um, and and why this is important. And to be fair to everyone, they haven't even started studying yet. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd defend you guys a little bit there, um, but there there's case studies, and these case studies might ask questions like, hey, you're going to expand a building, and they're not going to tell you the building type, but you'll see in a section, you'll see maybe, oh, maybe the outside, is exactly, like, let's just use this as an example. You have brick on the outside, and you have wood on the inside, so then you have to look through the types and know which type that is to see how big area you can you can have. Okay, <clears throat> next one. Question three, everyone ready? Get your game faces on. Jason is ahead, one to zero. Uh, Not for long, we hear. uh, What height in inches are stair handrails above the nosing of the tread? So, stairs, your handrails, what height are they at? Okay. They can be uh, A is between 32 and 34 inches. B, and I made this easy. It's just going to go up in increments, right? So, 32 to 34. B, 34 to 38, C,
2: 35 to 37,
0: D, 36 to 40. I'll do that myself. You don't have to splice that in. All right. We have two in. guy with the lead is taking his time. He doesn't want to lose his lead. He's in. All right. What do we got? B, D, and B. B is correct. In between 34 and 38. How I think about it is 36 inches is easy to remember. You can go two inches above or beyond. Okay. So Lance, you got that wrote, wrote, written, who won written, uh, Gresh and bus. All right. Last question by Mr. Psycho. Don't get it twisted. Psycho.
1: All right. Question number four, who is responsible for obtaining a survey? A, the client B, the architect. C, the contractor. D, the bank. Who is responsible for obtaining that survey? I wish you would have put something funny in there. I know. Like the last part should have been like Trump. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A, the client. B, the architect. C, the contractor. D, the bank. The D could have been the developer slash Trump. See, that would have been
0: funny. Ah, see? We'll, we'll inject some humor into it. So we got two people. Everyone good, Mark? All right, reveal. AAC. So the answer is the the client. Yep. Yep. Um, so we have a tie. We have a tie between two people, and the reason why the client gives you the site, right? The site includes the survey. Because Gresh got
1: two out of the four right,
0: and so did yeah. Jason oh, yeah, right. Boss.
1: You're right. Yeah. So now we have to have a tiebreaker.
0: What's the tiebreaker? Okay, Mark, you don't get to answer this question. <laughs> and then I'm going to pause it because I I I'm going to think about a question unless you have one. I have one. Okay. okay. Question number five tiebreaker. This is on the
1: fly. <clears throat> king of the office on the line. <laughs> Who is re- the king of the- Here's what we should do from now on is, is it, everybody know? Everybody who's been an avid listener of this podcast knows that every Friday we do F9 Friday, somebody gets to pick where we get to eat. That's what, That should be the winner, maybe.
0: Something like that, I don't know. I want to play. We'll have tacos all day there you and go. salad. we we'll
1: are just throwing it out there. Maybe that's not it. Uh, okay, who is responsible for obtaining the soils report? A, the client, B, the architect, C, the contractor, D, the developer, Trump. There we go. Who is responsible for obtaining the soils report? A, the client. B, the architect. C, the contractor. D, the developer. All right. Do we have the answers? Are you good? Gresh says D, the developer. Uh, Jason Buss says A, the client. Jason Bus is correct. He is the king of the office. The survey and the soils report uh, are technically, usually, not technically, but usually, that's in the client's uh, response. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, realm.
0: I, I thought I said that. I thought I said that in between the last question and the ma- one that he made <laughs> up. Did I not say that? I th- I Did I not finish my thought? <laughs> well, we'll go back and listen. We have a record of it. Maybe this is what's problem in teaching. I s- <laughs> okay. Thanks for that. Thanks for that guys. Uh, we'll come back to wrap it up here. All right. That's it. That wraps up the show. Uh, If you got 100% on this or if you beat our guys, you're the king of your office. So don't tell anyone. Just act appropriately. Make yourself a hat, whatever you got to do. As the king of the office, (laughs) send us pictures and uh, something good will happen. Okay? Uh, That's all I have. Do you have anything? Uh, Please follow us on the Twitter. Follow us on the Facebook. Give
1: us a like. uh, Sorry. Rate If you like this podcast and, and you're enjoying it. The, one of the best things you can do that is totally free is if you just go to iTunes, right in your iTunes app on your iPhone or um, in the in the store and rate the podcast. If you're going to give it a one star, just add five stars on top of that. Uh, we'd love to hear back from you. We'd also like to, any, any kind of feedback you have at all, anything you want to, us to cover anything like that. Um, and then there's also a special Inside the Firm secret group that you can join, uh, join us, talk
0: to us. We'd love to hear back from you. And I'll be very brief. Two ways also you can support the podcast. You can buy our book, The Creativity Code. Uh, It will make your life better by giving you a framework and creating clarity in your designs. And what you need to do to buy it is just go to Amazon.com, type in The Creativity Code by Alex Gore, and you'll find it. The second is Revit Furniture. It is templates, it's tutorials, it's the tools that you need in Revit to make your life better by making it simpler, easier, uh, and faster production. And what you need to do to buy it is go to revitfurniture.com, find the lift system, it's the second tab, and purchase that. Thanks for all your support, and we'll see you next week.